Today's anecdotal experience is sponsored by the anecdotal experience. We sponsored ourselves. We're crazy. I literally Venmoed myself $200 and cashed it out. Lost two bucks on the transfer fees. But it was totally worth it for this joke. Anecdotal Experience Podcast is back again. I mean, it didn't leave, it didn't go anywhere. Man, I've been doing this. This is like the 170th podcast. Wow. Uh, I went back and listened to some of the old episodes. I was wondering, did I change? Am I a different person now? Have I learned anything? No. Still me. Still Joe. Same guy. Today's guest, Kevin Reed. Kevin's been on the podcast before. We actually interviewed him back in December. He was... He'd fallen upon some tough times, and the an anecdotal experience listener uh, sent him a hundo, I think a hundred bucks, to help him out. Uh, listen to how that sort of chain of events changed the trajectory of his life. Not saying he owes it to this podcast, that'd be stupid, but this is interesting. Talk about hustling. What if you gotta hustle people to feed your family or hustle a grocery store. You're gonna hear, it's um, kind of an ethical dilemma, but you gotta do what you gotta do. You gotta feed your family, you got to. It's your responsibility. Let's do this with Kevin Reed. We're good. Okay. All right, All right man. So, we're back with Kevin Reed. Yeah, it's been a while. It how it's been since uh, December. Yeah, it was around the, it was around Christmas time. So, uh, what was what was happening in your life then? If uh, oh, catch uh, everyone, catch everyone up. Nothing. <laughs> Where were you at in your? Uh, just to recap it. Um. Okay. So in December we were in Cincinnati. Um. I didn't have running water, so we were getting gallons of water from Kroger and filling up with neighbor hoses or whatever we could do. Um, didn't have a car, so I had to walk everywhere. Didn't have a job. Um, lights were getting ready to be turned off. Um, and I was pretty much living on the streets, actually, because at one point the lights were off and I had to no place to stay, so... Kind of lived on the streets for a little bit. Why my wife and kids lived uh, with her parents. So yeah. Oh, they were living with her parents. Yeah, they 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 were with their parents for a few days. I mean, they were with us, but I just couldn't do it to the kids, so they had to leave. And it was really really dark time, man. Really bad times. Wow, I didn't, I must have forgot about that. Okay, so you were living alone without your family in a house with no water. Right, or electricity. (laughs) I went to three days with no electricity either. Wow. Yeah. I was a homeless comic, man. I still did a couple shows just trying to get free food and drinks. (laughs) Jeez, man. So, yeah, that's where you were at um, at the time, and we were going to do something where we just checked in on you later. You were hopeful, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, I always, I always try to be positive. Yeah, so what, uh, what happened, man? You seem, so you seem well. It got Christmas. We had a decent Christmas, actually, thanks to this show. Um, you had somebody who honestly donated some money for me to get the kids Christmas. Um, so we were able to get the lights back on thing. I'm not even gonna lie. Thanks to like a hustle. Um, (laughs) there's these people online who try to hustle you out of money by scamming you, you know, by saying, Hey, we'll pay your Duke energy bill. And as long as you pay us a certain amount of money. And then what they do is they write a bad check. So Duke turns your lights back on. You pay them a certain amount of money. The check bounces, and the next day they turn your lights off. 
Oh, they just write you. So, okay, that's what. So, when did did that happen after the anonymous donation? Yeah, that happened after the anonymous donation because I figured, okay, so they're gonna hustle me. I'm gonna hustle them back. So what I did was I gave them, um, like, told them, listen, if you can get it on, I'll pay you on this day, this and that. So they paid to get my lights on. Okay. And obviously they paid with a bad check. So then they kept calling me trying to get money. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to pay it. It's like, we're going to turn your lights off tomorrow. So what I did was I then put the electricity in my wife's name. Okay. So, so that bought me some time, you know? So, you know, um, you know, just switch the electricity over in her name. So we had lights for Christmas and we had, you know, when it's a hundred dollars, which was amazing, you yeah. know, you can go to the dollar store and get your three kids good Christmas. So Christmas is okay. Then January came and everything caught up to us. Um, couldn't do anything. I couldn't find a job, couldn't find work. And then February, we get the biggest shock of our lives. Um, police officer knocks on my door. I open the door. I have no idea why there's a cop there and he hands me papers the house we were living in was being foreclosed on. You were renting? Yeah, we were renting. And I'm not going to lie, we were two months behind. Okay. But he was $15,000 behind. So the five and a half years we were living there, I don't think he ever paid his mortgage. Really? He was just collecting yeah. your rent checks? Yep. Okay. So, all right. So what now? What now? What do you do after the cop comes? Um, kind of like, you know, try to get some free consultation from lawyers and they said sometimes this thing can draw out a year and we're like, okay, great. So, uh, I went to the court when I was supposed to go to court, um, and tried to get a jury trial. Um, that prolonged it a little bit. Then I got a continuance and then on Valentine's day, um, of this year, the pretty much police said you guys have tomorrow to get out and unless you can come up with a obscene amount of money because somebody bought the place from the bank and we were done so wait um, when was this when was this when church when would when did yeah. they give you the day that you valentine's, had to get out valentine's day was the day that we had to be out wow so that was not much time at all no so um we had a church help us with the U-Haul and put our stuff in storage and uh, came to where I'm at now, Camden, Ohio, which is kind of like by Dayton, Ohio area, uh-huh. about an hour from Cincinnati, and uh, moved to a little crappy trailer um, in Camden, Ohio. So kind of lost hope for a little bit because I didn't want to, in the situation we're in, it was a small little house, I didn't have a job, didn't have a car. You were there with your um, wife and kids though, right? Yeah, I didn't have my wife and kids, so, you know, that is definitely a positive part. But um, in Cincinnati, at least I could walk and find a job. Right. But in Camden, there's nothing close. Um, so, <laughs> I had absolutely nothing. Um... And was your wife working? No, she she was born with spina bifida on her back, so she has back issues. Um, you know, just going out shopping all day at the store or the mall or grocery shopping after a couple hours, her back is in so much pain she needs to lay down. So um, she can't really work too much. Uh, plus, you know, we do homeschool, so she does take care of that. Right. Um. So tax money wasn't happening and everything. We just kind of just in the same situation, but in a different town. Right. Um, and then I got a refund check from my school um, where I was going to school about a year ago. There was some mess ups and I got a refund check for $1,000. Um, and I said, well, let's go get a car. Like that's a need be. Right. Um, <laughs> so here I am again, sounding horrible because I did a hustle, but um, went to a more of a reputable buy here, pay here lot. Okay. Um, and 
they obviously needed check subs and things, so I kind of forged some, not going to lie. You forged some, like, pay stubs? Dude, it looked good. How'd you do it? Yeah. You're a fraud. How did you you fake a pay stub? Um, I just pulled examples of pay stubs off of Google and um, Photoshopped them and then sent them to... Uh, Kinko's that printed and got a couple printed and then if they wanted to contact the person um, I downloaded a text free number from my buddy and said hey if these people call I work for you wow. dude desperate times call for desperate measures man I don't fault you for yep. that gotta do what you gotta do man I respect it yep. yeah so I took $300 of that thousand um, with the paycheck stubs and got me a 2013 Chrysler County Country minivan. Uh, beautiful car, like no dent, inside spectacular, still using it. Um, and then thought, okay, now I've got to try to get my life on track and, you know, find a job. Right. So... I went to a few different places, had no luck, and then um, about 20 minutes from where I live now is a town called Oxford, Ohio. It's Miami, Ohio, Miami University. Mm-hmm. And uh, in 1999, they opened a telemarketing company down there that's pretty big all over the U.S. called RDI. And I said, you know, I was there in 99. I wonder if they remember me. And no one the same still works there. Uh but one kid that I remember working with was the vice president of the company. Um, so I just, you know, I was like, well, I don't really know him that well, but I'll apply. And I applied there, got a call the next day, got hired. Um, my first day was March 3rd. Um, so I was excited, you know, I had a good $9 an hour job. Okay. You know, it was something. Right. Um, and then on March Fifth, we had to write during training. They wanted us to write our five-year goals, and um, in 97 days, I reached every one of those goals, which is including the money I make now and the fact that I'm in the management position, and um, I'm getting to do everything I want to do. Like this is the style of the job, what we do, and everything's like perfect for me. So um, I've done that. Um, you know, we're right now with talking with our bank on a Fannie Mae loan to buy a house. Um, the van is actually almost paid off, and I keep moving up in the company. And comedy p- picking up a little bit. And the best thing about it, which I don't even think I told you yet, is I got a free gym membership with the uh, company I work with, and I am down forty six pounds now. Wow! Very cool. Yeah, so life's picking up, man. It's going great. Smaller Kev. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely going to be a small. Big Kev may not be around anymore. It's going to be small Kev, but um, it's things are going great. And like I would, I'm I'm almost forty. I'll be forty in October, and it took a long time to get my head on straight of what I needed to do to be productive and survive. But at least I did. Never gave up. You know, plenty of times to give up, and I never did. Well. I want to ask, well, okay, was it, was it circum, do you feel like it was circum, like hard circumstances you fell upon, which obviously it was, but like, do you feel like, like you just said, you said it took you a while to like get your head on straight or figure stuff out. Do you think it was a combination of a bad, particular bad set of circumstances, or do you think you had something, um, Something in your life or a personal issue that you had to change about yourself? Um, I had to face a lot of demons, you know, and facing those and, you know, but circumstances definitely is a big part of it. Like, you don't understand, man. I I spent eight months in Cincinnati watching my three kids carry water jugs from the basement so they could flush a toilet or so... They could, you know, half-ass wash themselves with a jug of water. Right. And it's humbling, you know, and part of that now I look back and 
I kind of thought, you know, what a shitty dad to make him grow up in there. And then when I think of all the, and then I know it's a horrible thing about it, I think of like all the celebrities, like, you know, LeBron James and all the actors and this, they all have those stories about living in a one bedroom apartment with their single mom and lights were off and they had to do food stamps, you know? Yeah. And, and I think to myself, you know, maybe that's going to be my kid's story. So like my biggest day, honestly, and it sounds crazy, my biggest reward since we've been here was when I got a letter in the mail that said I'm no longer eligible for food stamps. Yeah. Like, trust me, the money helped. I love, I mean, still to the day, I'd love to have that money back where I didn't have to worry about paying grocery money, you know? Yeah. But it was just one of the things like, okay, I don't need anybody's help anymore. Oh, like you had that sense of freedom. Like I'm a, yeah, I'm doing it. Like I'm not getting assistance. I'm taking care of myself and my family. Right. Yeah. Like I framed that thing. Like it was important to me. That's awesome, man. So, so the, the job yeah. at the new company, the job, um, when you got there, so you got the opera, did you get the opportunity through the person you knew or did they just hire you? No, I just, I got hired straight up. I did not, I, you know, it wasn't until about four weeks of being there that the VP, came and visited and, you know, we kind of rekindled like, Hey, you know, it's been a long time, but okay. yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I just, I have not, not once leaned on him, not once used him to move up, just kind of did it all on my own. What were the, what were the goals that you wrote? Like, or what was the feeling when you got there? You, you That was your first day when you wrote down those goals? It was the third day. First day kind of just shows you around. Second day gives you an idea what you're doing. And the third day, they kind of dig into you you know, what are your goals? So, um, my first goal was in my first 90 days, I wanted to be put into the CEO shout out, um, because the CEO sends an email every Friday and shouts out certain employees for doing great things, you know? Uh-huh. So, um, or not 90 days, 30 days. So I said in my first 30 days, I would like to be in a CEO shout out. Um, I was in, I started on a Monday. I was in the CEO shout out that Friday. For doing um, what? Like for just making sales or what type of stuff? Um, it wasn't, they, it was more of an attitude thing. The company I worked for is sales, but like I was really big on positive attitude, encouraging people, motivating other people, helping other people. So they saw something to me pretty quickly because, you know, I had a lot of young people in my training class, so I was helping them. Um, okay. They've never done telemarketing and I have. So I was there. So then my 90 day goal um, was to be one of the top producers. Um, and on day 20, I was number one in sales. Okay. So the top so producers, my, that's, that? uh, that's uh, just as top producers, meaning most sales. Yeah. Most sales. We were, uh, selling spectrum, okay. uh, cable company. Yep. And I had the most sales. And then my year goal was to um, break a record. Did you get like $250 bonus for breaking a record? Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't been there a year. I've been off the phone since like June. So March, April, May, I was on the phones and I have five records, I believe. And so you got 230 bucks for each one of those records you broke? Correct. Yeah. Wow. So and, you, also, and also got another 250 for a sales contest. They put this lady who's been there for years against me. Um, so her and I went head to head and it ended with her with 14 and me with 94. So. Wow. So do you yeah. feel like you really, do you feel like you have a knack for sales? I mean, I got a van by forging you know, forging pay stubs. I uh, got electricity on for Christmas by, you know, hustling a hustler. So sales is just a hustle really to me. Right. It's more of there's a sales on the, there's a sell on every call. Either they sell you and a reason why not, or you sell them on why they should get it. Um, so that's kind of, I, I do, I have a knack for it. Um, but it wasn't the sales that like, got me promoted. Like, I, I mean, everybody was watching me because of the sales. Right. Um, but they have a team huddle 
every day. And usually the team huddle is just, hey, this is what everybody's doing right. This is what the client says we need to fix. And it was just like an informative meeting. And it always bored me. I was like, never, after the huddle, I never wanted to get on the phone. Okay. Um, but they didn't do huddles on Fridays just because our schedules, most people's schedules were Monday through Thursday, off on Friday, work Saturday. Yeah. Um, but I worked 126 hours every two weeks. I took every overtime minute I could. So I was there on Fridays for maybe about 13 people. So one day I asked the boss, I said, hey, we should do a huddle. And she's like, do you want to lead it? I'm like, hell yeah, I do. So I led the huddle like this inspirational speech because like one of my underwater dreams has always been to be a motivational speaker, like to change people. So I started doing this huddle and then the following Monday, um, a gentleman named Vince, who was our regional manager, said, hey, I heard about the huddle and I thought I was going to get in trouble because I like really wasn't management. And he said, I love what I saw. I need you to do it today and we're going to videotape it. So I went in there with the passion and got everybody pumped up, kind of told them my story about, hey, here I am. This guy was homeless and now, you know, I'm thriving. You guys can do it too. And I did this speech. And then every Tuesday during the management meeting, they call it TED Talk Tuesday and they show some kind of inspirational thing. Well, he showed the whole management team my team huddle. And he said, from now on, this is what this company is going to be like. Wow. Yeah. So I came in the next day. They started talking about promoting me. And that brings me back to my goals where my, you know, three-year goal was to be taught on what steps I needed to take to get into management. And then my five-year goal was to be a manager there. And um, it all happened, you know, and... Now I'm like the hype guy. Like anytime anything's going bad, it's like go to Kevin. He's you know he'll motivate you. He's got, I do motiva- motivational speeches every morning on Facebook from the gym that people watch. I come in and do huddles, and um, everybody knows me. The guy just to inspire other people. So um, it, it's exactly where I want to be. You know what's your what's your role there at the company? What's a, what's your actual title? Uh, my title is actually coach, which is really cool. So. Um, anytime a campaign is going on, I'll do things like live listen, um, listen to the other agents, coach them what they need to do better, do this and that. Um, but I still get on the phones and dial. I have no problem getting on the phones and dial like everybody else and, um, just whatever I can to, you know, get in. And my ultimate goal is to travel to all the RDIs, um, and just be that guy to motivate the coaches. Because the regional director told me one day, I asked him if I could get into the training position. And he said to me, he's like, listen, training kind of has a roof on the ceiling. I don't want you to be there. And coach is where you motivate all the agents. What I see for you in a few years is where you motivate the coaches. Mm-hmm. So um, I just keep going to the game plan. And, you know, I, I've got, I'm really goal oriented now. So like I make a pact to learn something new every single day about the job. Yeah. Um, and you know, I do that every single day and make sure every single day I have one hour where I disconnect from the internet and from my phone and from the TV and computer and just spend time with the family. So, um, kind of track all my goals. And yesterday I started something called a gratitude journal, which has changed my life again. So wow. it's all good, man. I'm staying positive. I can't, I don't let negativity get to me, you know, and I just, Anybody I can help along the way, I'm, I try. So you're really, like, this job is something both you look forward to doing uh, and then also something you feel like you're naturally, you naturally excel at. Yeah, exactly. Like, I love to go to work. I really, really love to go to work every day. That's awesome. That's all, dude, that's all you can ask for in life is to want it, to go to work. Yep. If you love your job, then you never work another day in your life. Yeah, dude. That's that's so sick, man. I'm so glad that that worked out. I'm so glad that you saw, you know, you saw the opportunity and then you saw that, oh, I can be good at this and I can also learn to love this and now, you know, yeah. you, the you can now pursue it and you know how to reach those goals that you were talking about. Yeah, and then, and the way I live my life and the way I started teaching my kids is, uh, 
three phrases. I will, I can, I must. Or I can, I will, I must. Like if I'm in bed and depression's getting me, you know, because I still take medicine for depression and stuff, I can get out of bed. And then I have to change that to I will get out of bed. And then once you finally get that mentality of I must get out of bed, that's when your life changes. So everything you do in life is, you know, I can, I will, I must. And when you get to that, I must, man, your life just takes off and there's no one stopping me. And I finally got to the point where I don't care what people think about me. Cause I've always was one of the dudes who was like, man, are they talking about me over there? You know, or even when I did comedy, you know, so-and-so didn't laugh. You must really hate me. And you know, he must be talking about me. And I got to the point now where I was like, I let the haters fuel me. And my thought is if you don't like me, I don't care but it's going to be really hard on you one day when you need me and you have to ask me. So it doesn't bug me. So it's just going to bug you. So I finally got to the point where I don't care what people think about me. As long as, you know, I know I'm doing right and my family loves me, then there I am. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't, it just doesn't matter, man. There's only a few people that actually matter in your life. And if you're doing right by them, you can be pretty happy. Right. So, yeah, and I, and I got to tell you, man, it was as crazy as it was. It was you and your show that had a lot to do with it because, like, when somebody randomly helped us out for Christmas from your show, I was like, okay, there's a reason. You know, like one of my goals and one of my goals I've got is to start like a motivational podcast. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I man, comedy wise, your commercials are the greatest. Like. Everybody at my company watched your um, <laughs> watched your recent one where the uh, guy's grandmother died. Um, oh, that's that, awesome! That was that was dude. That was Thanks, that was man. a plus shit. That was awesome. But it was just like that day, you know, when we got here. I remember talking to my wife, and I'm like, you know, we can do it. We got through Christmas just because Joey put something on Facebook. Like, is anybody who has to be on the show? Um, half time tomorrow and I did like so we literally got our Chris, kids Christmas just because I had free time I was like so if we can do that we, we can accomplish a lot so whoever did that if they're listening uh, thank you um, you have a lot to do with it and if I ever meet you I want to give you the $100 back so um, yeah that, that was a big turning point man that was, that was something awesome so that's why I reached out to you. One of the first, one of the first people I kind of told about my success because I kind of like disappeared from the comedy scene in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. Um, I started hitting like Wiley's over in Dayton. Um, did a few things like I, I was on a ticket with uh, Jeff Tate the other day in Milford, okay. but kind of stayed away from Cincinnati. And then I'm trying to start my own scene here on campus at Miami U and over in Richmond, Indiana. Um, so not many people knew what was going on. Um, you were about the only one I kind of told anything to. And then when I went to the Yo Bananas for the funniest person in Cincinnati, like everybody thought I was dead. And it's like, it's been for years since they've seen me. Um, but when it's only been months. But yeah, so I owe a lot to this show, man. You got to keep it going forever. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I plan to. And I'll, I'll let those, uh, I'll let the, uh, well, you know what? I know they're going to listen, so. It doesn't uh, okay. go here, but yeah, I mean, that's awesome, dude. And I'm, that, and also, it, that, I want to bring up. We've talked about this recently on the podcast, but like asking for help is something everyone should do. You know, I don't. You and don't, they, they don't. People are they're scared or intimidated by it. You know, they just. I walk to churches. I walk three miles, you know, big fact, I walk three miles to churches to ask if I could get a $25 gift card, whatever I could do. I mean, I, I could do a whole show about all the hustles I did the past year just to get by. Yeah. You know, I, I don't know, you know, the legality of them. I didn't steal anything per se. Right. Um, didn't hurt anybody, but some of the hustles were legit. Like I would get up at five in the morning and take a bus downtown Cincinnati and ask people if I could clean their parking lots or wash their windows or do whatever I had to do just to get $10 to buy potatoes so I could feed the family that day. And I will say my family never went one day without dinner. So 
Dude, respect, man. That's that's awesome. That's uh, that's that's being a. I mean, once you have kids, dude, it's now not about you. You gotta, you know, that's that you got that responsibility to make sure their yeah. needs are met. So that's that's great, dude. And I did smart hustles too, you know, because we did have some food stamps that did help. But even if you have food stamps, they never are enough. Like I'm just gonna be legit, no matter how many kids you have. Mm-hmm. So, like, you were real smart because Walmart's got this thing where if you buy something and it's cheaper somewhere else, you get that money back, you know, right. it's a savings catcher app. So I would find out exactly what was cheaper somewhere else, and then I would buy extra on my food stamp card, so I would get that cash back and I could buy stuff that wasn't on food, you know what I mean? Right. So, like, if, you know, if bologna was a dollar cheaper at Meijer... I'd buy 10 things of bologna just so Walmart had to give me $10 in cash and I could use that cash to buy toilet paper, shampoo, or whatever I needed. So, you know, it, it was a lot of those, you know, they were kind of hustles, but there was nothing illegal about them. It was just taking advantage of what's there. I would go to the stores um, right, I would go to the stores right when they open, the day that the new ad starts. Because every store gives you like a super cool deal if you buy something and it has the wrong tag on it. So I would get there the second it opened because you knew all the tags weren't changed yet. And I would go right to stuff that I knew was on sale last week that was supposed to change over and try to buy it before the tags got switched and then bitch that, you know, the tags were wrong. And Kroger gives it to you free plus an extra $5. So made money off of Kroger's. Yeah, um, that's picked up, picked up receipts in Kroger's parking lot, because if you go in and never buy anything for Kroger and you don't have a Kroger Plus card on the bottom of the receipt says you would have saved this much money if you had a Kroger Plus card. Well, if you bring that receipt in with a Kroger Plus card, you get that money in cash. You can you just say, hey, I forgot my Kroger Plus card yesterday. This is what I bought. So I'd scounge parking lots looking for receipts if people didn't have Kroger Plus cards and then bring them back to another Kroger. Said, hey, I forgot my Kroger Plus card yesterday. Can I get this cash back? And no one ever asked. Whoa. That's... So. Okay. And, all right. No, I will... I will... Okay. I will say desperate, desperate times, man. <laughs> yeah. Because, I mean, you are, you are straight up lying, but you gotta feed your kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I, I'm not, you know, I look at it two ways. I'm not proud of the actions, but I'm proud of the results. Yeah, man, it's, it's, it's tough. No, I don't think anyone would fault you for that. It's, uh, yeah, you're dire, dire times, man, especially if you're looking out for your family. It's, uh, you know, I don't think anyone would judge you. I mean, I think it's just you're, you know, you're proving your point that it was it was a very rough time, and you were willing to do it whatever was. you had to do. You know. Yeah, I and and when I did stuff like that, I had to justify it to myself, and I always justify it as like I'll do anything for my kids. You know, and I, I yeah. get people, I get people who stuff food in their pockets and try to get out of the store for the kids. I don't agree with that, even though mine wasn't much better. Um, There's just something about it, like straight up stealing, I couldn't do. Um, but I have a heart for that, you know, if you're truly doing it to feed your kids, because it's a scary thought to think that you're not going to feed your kids. Yeah. Yeah, I think most people, I mean, that's a good, um, like, attitude to have is to not judge someone you know, and kind of look at it from their perspective as well and say, hey, you know, if I was in that same position, I'd probably do the same thing, you know? Right, right. And my kids many, many times, especially my oldest, um, she'll be 16 this year, um, she was like, I mean, there was times my wife and I wouldn't eat, so they would eat, and she would always, like, only eat a little bit, you know? Um, a lot of times we would get, you know, just to try to do free things so the kids didn't really realize how poor we were. Um, I would look on Craigslist for people selling Reds tickets and I would contact them like 
maybe 10 minutes before the game started, said, hey, I noticed you haven't sold these tickets. Any chance you'd be willing to donate them and just transfer them over to my phone? Because, yeah. you know, you can do that with red tickets. And there was many times we got to go to games for free. And I had a church that donated bus passes for our family. Um, so we take the bus down and go to the game. And it was, like, super exciting those days that – the tickets had free hot dogs or a free pizza from La Rosa's or something, you know, if the Reds won. Um, and there was many times we'd save those so the kids could have pizzas two days in a row. My wife and I would not eat. And my daughter, my oldest one, she would maybe eat half of a slice. No, I just don't want no more, Dad. You finish it. Yeah. And you knew she was still hungry, right. you know. But uh, my, my kids learned a lot from it, too. You know, we're not in the best situation now. Like, we need a house. We definitely need a nicer house. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're working on it, you know? Um, so just to have a house that the water, the electric, the cable, the TV, everything stays on, you know? If the other day my daughter's like, hey, Dad, hey, how about on payday we go get milkshakes? I'm like, screw payday, let's go get them right now, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's, it's nice to finally, finally be able to do that. You know, it's nice now that I have a car, I can actually go somewhere to do comedy except just walking over to, you know, Justin acting the spot, whatever he's doing. Um, so life's going good, man. It's, it's going good. My next goal is to get a podcast going after we get a house. So, yeah, yeah, that's, that's the next one. I really want to do it about mental health, you know, and motivation. Yeah, man. I mean, I would, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what your time situation is like, but I would, I don't know. I definitely would say you can even start your podcast now from the trailer. You know, it, I mean, just with, I think, doing updates on your life and your struggle with mental health and even just this experience alone, I think could be really helpful for people. And all you really need to. You know, if you got a computer, like a $30 microphone, you know, you can get a free SoundCloud account and upload a couple episodes to, I don't know, I think people would really appreciate that. Yeah, I've I've had kind of success from, I mean, I don't know what you say success, but like the podcast, or not really podcast, but the uh, little motivational videos I do from the gym every morning, like... I'm starting to see people saying, Hey, thanks for motivating me. And then pictures of them at the gym or thanks for saying this. And, you know, I get real with it too. You know, I did, I did a video the other day saying, listen, I failed for a little bit. I said, I focused so much on my career and getting my life back. I kind of forgot my family. So I'm going to kind of exit for a few days and just be with the family. And, you know, kind of most people who do these motivational videos, they don't get real. And I am like really real about it, like inside of my life. And, um, it's great. I, I end it with the same phrase. It was kind of like my life quote. It's like, it's not about the end result. Just got to enjoy the journey. Yeah, man. That's, uh, that's really cool. I'm super proud of you. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. I want to same to you, man. You're doing well. I, I'm just, like I said, I, I listen in almost everyone, always waiting for more and more commercials. Nothing will ever top the last one. Sorry. Like, that was phenomenal. Well, thanks, man. You know, we watched that over and over. Oh, glad. I'm glad you liked it, man. I'm, you know, I have fun doing it. Ultimately, I'm, I realize I'm in a blessed position where, you know, I got time. I have a nice camera and, uh, I like doing it. So thanks for. You know, thanks for spreading the word. I really, uh, I appreciate that. And, you know, anytime you need promotion for your podcast, just let me know. I think that'll be. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't the the podcast world have that word collab? Like when they're two cool people, like, hey, we should collab one day. Like, isn't that a thing? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) I think I've heard it before. I think I. I mean, they. I mean, there's a. They even do swap cast. Like you could. I mean, you could just take the audio from this and make it your first podcast. You know. I I can I can just change the beginning of it a little bit, right? Yeah, dude, that's it. We got two podcasts. 
Although I might be the only guest who never got his face with the green news coming out. Um, you might actually be, but, uh, you know what? I can do, I can do that for you. I would appreciate it. Yeah. My brother, so my brother used to do it, but then he, uh, he, you know, it just got to be a little too much for him. So I started doing it myself. But when yours came out, it was in that in between time when, uh, I didn't know how to do it. You know what I mean? So I finally forced myself to learn how to like make a, at least a version of it, you know? So yeah, I'll do, I mean, I'm going to do that. I'll do that tonight for you and I'll send it to you. Very cool. Very cool. I want to ask you. I do do think some of my hustling that I did though, I say this, I think some of my hustling did kind of like karma got back with me because my wife and I got hustled really well the other day. Oh, you did? How so? We went to, we had AT&T phones. Well, she did. I had the free government phone. And I needed to get phone, her phone. AT&T doesn't work too well in Camden. So uh, our credit wasn't good enough to get really good phones. So we went to a Boost Mobile store and got two really nice phones and got on a plan and everything was going good. And then I was like, well, maybe we should look into adding Amelia, my oldest, and like get her a nice cell phone. She deserves it. And what the guy did was he hustled us and we never got our free month and the money we paid, he put it on another account. He basically added us to his account. So the free month that we got and all the bonuses he was able to get and then um, next thing you know, he wasn't working at that store anymore. So we had to fight with Boost to get like two months worth of money and all this kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, I got hustled by a little Boost employee the other day. It almost cost me three hundred dollars. Did you get the money back from Boost? Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I uh, went to another Boost store. Um, and they were able to get me like a real boost rep, you know? Yeah. And he was actually a sprint guy since so sprint owns boost. And, uh, he was really working with me. So they gave me the two months that we should have got free and then gave me a free month and helped me get my daughter and everything on there. So it worked well, but I got in a car and man, it's like, why weren't you really, really mad at the guy? And I said, eh, he, he just, I, he hustled me. Like, yeah, you can't takes, get mad anymore. Yeah. You know, I did things like that myself. Not hustler bad, recognizes but, hustler, dude. <laughs> you get it. You, yeah. I mean, he might have been trying to, he might have been struggling to feed his family. Well, I mean, I, I think it's my mom and dad's fault because it was like, my dad was like 24-7, like the godfather in the house. And my grandfather actually was in the wedding party for um, Capone. So... My grandfather was a crooked Illinois state police officer, so it's just kind of in the family blood, that mafia-style stuff, so I grew up watching that. You're from a long line of swindlers? I am. <laughs> I am. Well, but it stops with me. All right, there you go. There you go. Don't let, don't let your kids know. No. Do as no, I say. No, not at all. Not as I do. Wait, I want to, I want to ask you, I want to ask you two things. What are your, first of all, what's your goal for your body and your fitness? And then what is your goal for comedy? Okay. So the goal for, um, the fitness is I started at 480 pounds. Um, so I first said I wanted to use 300, but now I got to a point where I don't really care about the weight. It's the clothes. Okay. So when I started, I was wearing a seven to eight X shirt. Um, I am now in a five X. I can do a four XLT, but I want to get to a two. I want to get to where I can buy clothes at Walmart. Like I know that sounds so stupid to the average person. Um, but I want to be able to go to buy, go to Walmart and buy a shirt and I can't do it. Like they don't go till three, they don't go till three X is very rare. So it's usually two X. So, um, if I can get into a two X LT, I'll be happy. That's a very reasonable goal, man. Yeah. How tall are you? 
I'm six foot ten. Six foot ten? Yep. Wow. And and the thing is, is like now, like the gym's become a habit. Like I love it. Like yeah. I I thrive to get up at five or six in the morning and go to the gym before I go to work. Like if I'm not there, I mean, somebody asked me today, uh, Johnny Tremarco asked me, he's like, Hey, you've been doing the gym. I've been watching your videos. You're motivating me to do it. He's like, do you feel bad when you skip? And I'm like, I don't know. I haven't skipped yet. You will. So that's what it is, man. It's you'll, you'll get into, once you get into that rhythm, um, you'll get itchy when you don't work out. It's, uh, it really is. It's you just got to make it. It's part of your life. You do it. You forget your stuff to go to the gym at work. You go anyway. You work out in your jeans. It's it's the getting it in during the day. Yeah, that's it. Like today, I literally this morning I woke up late and I said to myself, "Oh my god." I'm only gonna. I only. I shouldn't even go to the gym. I'm only gonna have 15 minutes of gym because you know I shower at the gym and go to work. Right. I'm like I'm gonna have 15 minutes, and I'm like screw it. I'll go and I will just like either hit the bike insane or I like doing. I don't know what it's actually called, but I just, I just call them the ropes. You know, you see people those big giant heavy ropes. Yep. Um, and I'm just like, screw it. I'll just go and work three times as hard for 15 minutes. Hell yeah, dude. So that's, that's awesome. That's all I did this morning was 15 minutes. But man, I kicked myself in the ass for 15 minutes. Like, uh, it was intense workout. That's awesome, dude. You got you to gotta keep that. And the more you do it, the more it becomes part of your life, the harder it'll be to revert back to old habits. That's just the way it is. Yeah, I, I've noticed that with the eating too. Like, my biggest thing was um, eating late at night. Like, I get off work at 11 o'clock and it was hit McDonald's for two double cheeseburgers. Right. Or, really hot day, grab that ice cold Coke from McDonald's. But I've got soda out, um, drink a whole lot of water. I don't eat, typically eat past like 7 30 at night. Um, eat more healthy meals and not, I don't eat much fast food at all, if any. Is very rare. Yeah. So the the food part has been, you know, I get I get those those cravings and that that late at night munchy craving, you know, but um, just a lot of water to forget about that. Yeah, it's uh, you know, it. I encourage people work out not just for the sake of being in shape and feeling better, but it's I think it's the easiest way to develop self discipline. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. And also somebody who suffers from multiple mental illnesses, I've got to tell you, it does a lot for your mind, too. Really? Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I still take my meds and stuff, but, like, I'm a lot happier. Like, I really enjoy it. Like, truly, truly enjoy it. And, you know, even sometimes it's just if you have a little bit of stress, I'll I'll go and do 30 minutes with the punching bag. Yeah. And, um... You know, it was it was really cool because where I worked, they got ten free memberships, and it was supposed to be for like managers who've been there for five or six years. Um, but the regional director was talking to me one day, and I mentioned I was going to go down to Anytime Fitness and see what their prices was if I could fit it in my budget. And he said, "Are you serious about it?" And I said, "Very." And he goes would you go at least three times a week? I said, I'll go at least five times a week. And then he says, okay. And he was like, well, we're doing this for some of our managers. Um, I want you to go ahead and take advantage of it too. Um, so we'll do group workouts and sometimes only one or two of us will show. And I'll always get on the, you know, my boss is like, really, where were you guys? You know? So, um, it, it was kind of neat. So, you know, it, it is a free membership, which helps me out a lot. Yeah, especially if you got someone holding you accountable, you know, if it's, you know, even knowing that someone hooked you up and it was under the understanding that you would use the membership, you know, that's helpful too. Yep. Until you, you know, I'm sure by now it's like you've got your own accountability to yourself, but. Yeah, but I had the, the VP of the company, the guy I told you I knew, he came down 
um, last month. And he was like, okay. He's like, I know you're killing it at the gym. Um, he goes, I'll tell you what. And it was like July 8th. He goes, let's go weigh in today. And then at the end of the month, I'll give you $5 for every pound you lost. Really? And he came down to our office because he's not at our office all the time. He came down to our office and handed me $55 because I lost 11 pounds in that time, you know? So that was, that was pretty good motivation too. That's awesome, dude. Yeah. Well, all right. So now what's, uh, what's the plan with comedy? What would you like to see in the near future? Um, the plan of comedy is I want to develop uh, Laugh for a Purpose. Like, I still have the name, and I still kind of own the domain. I just haven't launched it again. But we did a comedy benefit uh, last year for mental health, and I just want to be able to start putting on shows at different places, but every show I put on has a reason. Like, we, we raise money for something. Um, I'll host the shows and don't know who I'll get, but I just want to turn it into a company called Laugh for a Purpose, and every show raises money for something, so eventually I'll have places calling me, hey, you know, we want to do a fundraiser, can you help us? And, you know, they know they can call Laugh for a Purpose, so that's my comedic goal. That's good. That's like a very, um, what's the word? It's a succinct, it's a, it's an, it's a goal that you can really, um, benchmark and say, you know, I am doing this. This is happening. I'm running laugh for purpose shows and it's becoming a thing. So I think, you know, the fact that that goal isn't very ambiguous and it's very, uh, concrete, I think that'll help you. So I think with, uh, you know, going to the gym, buying a XL, double XL shirt at Walmart, those are all things you can, those are all check boxes. So, you know, I, I, that's, that's what I think is the most effective is having very tangible goals. So I think you're, I think you're going to, I don't know. I think you got it, dude. Keep it up. Well, I appreciate it. And if I could give you any advice, something that might seem crazy that you might want to try, look into online, read about it, look into something called a gratitude journal. Okay. Oh my gosh, man. This thing is just transforming me. It is the most amazing thing ever. What, what is it? You, you are just literally journaling each day things you're thankful for. So like at work, um, we, we work with this bank out of New York where people have millions of dollars and they're, they bought out another bank. So we have to walk these old people and I'm talking like 70 to 80 year old people how to change your password for their online banking account. And these people, they have no idea what you're doing. Right. Like, literally, they don't even know how to open a second tab. It's bad. And I, and, and, I, and I got that journal, and instead of getting frustrated at these people, I write in my journal, I'm thankful that I'm very computer literate. You know? Yeah. Instead of looking at it one way, I turn it the other way. You know, I saw somebody walk in today when it was raining, and I'm like, I'm thankful for this van. Yeah. Just little things that maybe we forget that we should be thankful for. Yeah. And, and you journal it, and then it, you can go back anytime and kind of look, you know. Like, this morning when I got up and I was running late, I don't have to worry about throwing my gym back together because every night when I fall asleep, because I go to sleep earlier usually than my wife, she gets my gym bag ready and my work clothes and I can wake up and just run out of the house and grab it and not have to worry. Do I have everything? Yeah. Cause I know my wife did that and I'm thankful for her for doing that. I'm thankful that even though it's only 15 minutes, I didn't have to pay to get in that gym. So just those little things that every day we may take for granted, um, start journaling about them. And I'm telling you what, it just makes you see the, the sunny side of life. As I say it, like it's, it's pretty amazing. Okay. No, you know what? That's I have no reason to not do that. So I will. But yeah, it's just I mean it's just a it's just a thing. I I met a guy who uh, I asked him how he was doing, and he told me super duper. And I was like, okay. <laughs> he goes, well, let me tell you. He goes, uh, 
I was at a gas station one day and I was really shitty and grumpy in the morning because I didn't have my coffee. And uh, the cashier said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm shitty, how are you? And he's like, I'm super duper. And when I asked him why he's super duper, he said, there's a lady who comes in his store every day who it hurts her just to talk because her face is so deformed from being in a fire that she lost her two kids in. And just to talk hurts her. But every morning when she comes into that gas station, he asks her how she's doing. She says super duper. And this guy said, so if she can be super duper, we have no reason not to be. And it's just like, damn, like, yeah, I get it now. You know, I, I, I get it. Yeah. That's, that's amazing, dude. Really yeah. gives you some perspective, you know, like, yeah, I have a friend that's a paraplegic or a quadriplegic and I don't know. I do. I think about that. Anytime I don't want to go work out, I don't want to exercise. I just think like, I think about it. I think about him and it just reminds me, it makes me want to work out because it makes me grateful that I have legs to go for a run, you know, and how much of a privilege that is. Something as basic as being able to walk is, you know, and I, it makes right. me grateful. And I'm like, yeah, hell yeah, I, I can do this. I can run like some people can't run. You know? Right. Yep. Yep. Exactly. And to put that down on paper and to actually think about it. And it's like, dang, like we've got so much to be thankful for. So much, you know, it's an attitude of gratitude, man. We've got so much and we just forget about it. You know, I've been where I lived on the streets. I've been where I lived in a dark, hot house in 105 degree weather without my family, not knowing if I was going to be able to live or not and not knowing what the next day was going to bring, like, I've been to as far as I can think about going to rock bottom, had the gun in my mouth, ready to pull the trigger. And it honestly is just a mentality. Like if I would have just one day in Cincinnati before all that happened, just said, what am I doing with my life? Like, why am I letting this happen? And fought harder. I, I could have done it, but I didn't until now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, you're totally right, man. It's about perspective and perseverance, really. Yeah. Well, cool, yeah, man. it's, uh, it's definitely, like I said, it's not about the end result. It's just enjoying the journey. I don't know where I'm going to end up. You know, I know I'll retire with the company I'm working for. I know I'll do this comedy as long as I'm breathing. And, and now I'm hooked on working out. And, you know, if I can... If I can pass on all the knowledge I've gained from where I screwed up to my kids, and then they can see how I turned it into a success, um, I think all three of my kids will do pretty damn well. Yeah, man. We'll uh, we'll do a we'll check back in in a couple months, and we'll see uh, we'll see what size shirt you're wearing. There you go, man. And then hopefully uh, we'll have a picture of me with the. Uh, green puke on and we'll just make that into a 2x shirt and that will be my goal once i get into that shirt it'll be your podcast shirt once i can fit into that then i've hit my goal nice yeah and then and then we'll do a we'll do a um a swap cast where i give you the audio and you put it on laugh for a purpose there you go that will work well, cool, man. You uh, you got anything you want to plug? Any shout-outs you want to do? No, you know, really, it, it's just, it's it's honestly, I don't have nothing to play right now. I've had a few things working, but I, I just want to shout-out, honestly, you, the show, the person who helped. Um, that That's that's where it needs to be, man. There, there's too many people to thank. Um, I've worked a long time thanking them, and... You know, ones I've wronged, I've apologized to them. But in, in all honesty, the biggest shout I could give is you, your positive energy, your show, the laugh it's brought me even during dark times, and just, you know, your listeners. Like, that's who needs to be shouted out. Like, you don't realize the difference you make, and, and you really, really do with this show. It makes a big difference. Well, thank you, man. That uh, That's really nice of you. And, uh... 
uh, yeah, I needed to hear that. So, thanks, man. Not a problem. Not a problem at all. All right. Well, say goodbye to everyone, and we'll talk soon. Yes. Hopefully, the next time I talk to you guys, I'll be like medium Kev instead of big Kev. And uh, I appreciate you all listening. And never forget, man, it's uh, definitely not about the end result. Just keep enjoying the journey. Word. All right. Well, thanks a lot, Big Kev. It's been real, dude. Congrats on your success. Yeah, man. Give me a holler if you need anything. I'm here for you. Okay. I will, for sure. All right, buddy. See ya. All right. Peace.